0: warning. The show you're about to hear has been prepared by some of the best talent in the industry we could get. For the money. Do not attempt this at home. Doing so would only expose just how useless and brainless these people really are. If we didn't get him a job, he'd probably be dead. It's The Stansberry Show. Rock
1: 106.9. And welcome to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. And rocking the bank with you. Twelve times today on Rock 106.9. In total, I have your first three. We'll do it at seven. We'll do it at eight. Yep, that third time with me. 9 a.m. this morning. That continues all day throughout the day. Teresa takes over at 10 a.m. She'll have a few opportunities for you as well. Missed yesterday's program? We did new tour Tuesday. Gave you new Avril Levine yesterday. Give you new Jason Aldean. I was kind of just... Eh, eh, eh. I'm both those. Eh, I didn't necessarily really hear... Eh, here's the Avril. Love it when you hate me. The name of this one. Just okay for me. Not terrible. She's all right. And then we gave you new Jason Aldean. Trouble with the heartbreak. Pretty paint-by-number, like, hey, you know, she left, it sucks, you're gonna have to drink your way through it. Dude, the whiskey business has gotta love the Nashville stars, right? You know? Hey, let's go for a tip, right? I mean, like, they they just kind of, like, love those dudes. And there's new Jason Aldean. And they gave you new corn. Forgotten. This one I actually kind of liked. I mean, they're kind of time-capsuled, but they know who they are. They know what they are. And they're good at what they do. Korn is very good at what they do. It, it's, I have a limited, like Korn's like, my boss and I would argue about this. They're a great radio band for me. Cause I don't necessarily want to sit down and listen to an album of Korn. But if I'm driving to work and you play me Got the Life? Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably gonna get me for a couple of minutes there. It's, it, they're the anti Pink Floyd. Like, Pink Floyd, I want to listen to at home. Like, just, uh, let me put it on, man. I'm going to eat this edible. And then, dude, we're going to go introspective, man. But, like, in traffic, Pink Floyd makes me want to slip my wrists. (laughs) Like, I absolutely, you know what I mean? It's kind of the anti-thing there. So we gave you new corn, forgotten the name of that. Missed that. You can pick up the podcast at wrqk.com. Got a lot to get to this morning on the program, including 9 a.m. this morning. I normally go, ah, this internet. I mean, have you seen these apps? I mean, this internet stuff, I don't know about it, right? Like, I can get a little, like, uh, get off my lawn. Twitter is doing something so, so very smart for their business. So very smart for their business. The competition for young eyeballs and attention is at a premium. It's at an all-time high. All-time high. There's so many directions you can be pulled in now. And Twitter understands this. Don't lose these kids to OnlyFans. Don't lose them to Snap. Don't lose them to Instagram. Don't lose them to this. It's th- what they're doing now is going to widen their user base. If you're if, like, when I saw this announcement, I was like, oh God, dude, if you're invested in Twitter, like you're about to make some money. What they're doing is really, really smart. I'll tell you what I think that is. And we'll do that coming up at 9 a.m. this morning. Also, at eight, could we see the end of cell phone chargers in your lifetime? The answer is, of course, you are probably going to see that. We've already kind of seen what wireless charging. Hey, just lay it on the mat. I've seen bars do that, kind of build them into the top. So you kind of just set your phone down and kind of charge. All of that, they say, may go away. And what they're going to do with it was first premiered in an episode of Black Mirror. But now all of a sudden life is going to imitate art. We'll tell you what that is coming up at 8 a.m. this morning. You may have heard about this yesterday. It kind of broke towards the end of the program and pretty much right when I was done. Malik McDowell, Browns player? now nah, in the one year there, I believe he's an RFA now, restricted free agent. He got himself arrested in Florida. And the details are a little like, what the hell are you doing? So we'll talk about that coming up at 7 o'clock. People are jumping up and down on Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry on Twitter yesterday and this morning. Oh, it's a culture issue. Run him The culture. He doesn't have his arms around it. And the truth is, they're screaming those things in the air because we missed the playoffs. If you made the playoffs, and even if this happened, nobody cares. There was a season... Where you believe, and I 'm not really on you, let me say it this way, there was a season where they believe I believe all the crazies go somewhere else, and you know you and I just kind of stick together, all right, they believe that they were promised not only a playoff run but like a run at the Super Bowl, and it's underwhelming when that doesn't happen. you feel like a pro- they feel like a promise was made, and somebody didn't deliver on that promise, so now every little thing that happens is going to then be a leadership problem. Malik McDowell is a grown man. He was away from the team, and he made children decisions in a grown man's body. You're going to pay for that Er, last time. That's how it works. That's how it should work. We'll tell you that story coming up at 7 o'clock. Also, I I think one of the most famous people to ever come from the radio, ever. You're going to laugh, but it's weird, Al. He's one of the most famous people to come from a radio show of all. All time. Weird Al. And he's going to be back and in a massive way. And at 645, I'll run you through that on the program.
0: Waking up early sucks. Uh, I uh, just want to go back to bed. They make it suck less. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. 7 a.m. this morning, your first keyword will rock the bank, put $1,000 in your pocket. I think it was, well, it had to be late last week, maybe middle of last week. I kind of tipped the hand there and told you, like, I, I've been kind of doing this thing people do where they like retail therapy themselves out of a bad, like, out of a little bit of a rut, out of a, like, eh, this kind of sucks. And they'll kind of retail therapy themselves out of it. For those of you unaware with the term, um, you know, you just got to kind of go shopping, and some people would call it a waste. Uh, You know, just kind of throwing money at something um, and, you know, just spark a little like positivity. Right. And I've been doing this. I have. I've been doing it. Um, And it goes completely against everything I learned in that Dave Ramsey book. I'm always preaching about total money makeover because his thing is like, don't do that. Right. Because like that's why you don't have the money you want and this and that. But like, you gotta, you gotta live a little, right? It's like, where do you draw that line? That's for sure going to be a question and it's going to be a different place for you than me and, you know, and then on down the line with anybody else, right? Um, but I remember telling you last week, I was like, yeah, man, I know a lot of you don't like Kiss as much as I do. As a matter of fact, I know a lot of you hate them. Um But like growing up, they were my thing. Like they were my thing and it shouldn't be all that hard to figure out. Dr. Seuss could diagnose this. Um, I grew up in a in a very religious, repressive household where rock and roll was the devil, and I wasn't allowed to take part in Halloween. And then, surprise, my favorite band walked around dressed up like it was Halloween every day. <laughs> way to go, mom and dad! You know, um, I used to tell that joke on the air all the time. And the end of that joke, by the way, is so if you're racist with a daughter, good luck. And like, cause, I mean, we we'll, we'll welcome to it. You just drive your kids right to the thing you don't want them at, right? And, but I have been doing this and I've been eBay and stuff. Like I got some idiotic, like challenge coin that's coming from them. I'm just doing stupid stuff. But I got this poster delivered by this guy out of Texas. His name's Chris Hoffman and he does great work. He really does some cool stuff. And so like he, you know, he got me, well, not me, but like he had, uh, he had made this poster from them in 76 when they went into Anaheim and played the stadium or whatever. And like I bought it, I unrolled it in here, I hung it up and I got it, you know, and I'm going to take it to the framers today. So like, that's just continuing. Like, I've I framed a couple of my old shirts. I bought a couple of things. Like I said, I got a couple of, thing, a couple of things delivered today. I'm actually I'm in some talks with some people on a pinball machine from the 70s. I was talking about that on the air the other day. Some guy was like, hey, man, there's a bar in Mansfield that's got one. Uh, I'm waiting on a call back on that. Um, you can see the photo of this new poster, by the way. It's at my socials, uh, Dan.Stansbury on Instagram, at Show on Facebook. <laughs> and I think, is, is her name Lisa? I think it might be Lisa. Um, I, I think Lisa said to me, she goes, Why do I feel like if I came into your house, it's going to look like a 16 year old live there? Um, well, it does, just not the way you think it does. <laughs> it's like, this stuff's not just running amuck in my house. Like, I don't just have like my kiss memorabilia. Thr- I, first of all, I don't even have a ton of my memorabilia. It's all in storage in Vegas. Um, so, like, that's why I've been buying some stuff. I decided to finally stop getting late, stop being so lazy and redo. My home office, I bought a really nice desk off my buddy Jay and like, um, and we got that put up and and installed right now. Um, I'm getting the machines moved around. I'm getting the mics installed perfectly. Going to be able to do some stuff at home. Um, and like there's the, you know, I'm working on some stuff and I did, I, I I started looking around the room and it's got this, you know, I'm a, I rent where I'm at. It's got this terrible color in there. And I was like, you know, I gotta, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to, I'm going to just the home office. I'm going to make 15 year old me happy. Like, that's what I'm doing. That's exactly, so at least I'll tell you, like, my whole house, no, but my, but my home office definitely looks like you let a 17-year-old do it. <laughs> For sure. It's literally Boba Fett and Gene Simmons. <laughs> it, that's literally all you see anywhere. Somebody sent me this piece of video from the Cavs game the other day. You might have seen this. Kyrie Irving now back with the, with the Nets. He's playing, uh, he's playing some games, uh, uh, definitely some away games and the like. So, you know, they came into town. And, uh, I mean, the game already happened. No, no need to bury the lead. The Cavs did, in fact, win. There were a couple of kids sitting courtside, and I'm going to just stop right there and remind everybody courtside. So just imagine what those tickets cost, right? Going to be a lot of money. Kyrie rings. I don't know if it was in shoot-arounds, I don't know if it was coming back from commercial break or what have you, but they start jawing at Kyrie, right? And will welcome to it. Now, I've, we, you and I have had this conversation a thousand times, and I've said, boo, you suck! Is totally in bounds. Totally in bounds. Once you start going racial, once you start going at moms, once you start going to kids or baby mamas or whatever the hell it is, you're to now too far. I bought the ticket, right? Did you spend a couple hundred dollars to show us you're a douche? Is that why you bought the ticket? That seems strange, right? So these kids start jawing at Kyrie, and they obviously, what do you want to do if you want to jaw at Kyrie? You start talking about LeBron James. That's what you do. You heckle them with LeBron James. He had the greatest player of all time, didn't want to play with him anymore, right? And, well, what about Mike? Okay, greatest player of last 20 years, okay? And he didn't want to play with him, wanted to get away from it, wanted to be his own thing. Then he goes to Boston, eh, I don't really like being my own thing. And then, right? And then all of a sudden, so like Kyrie's had his missteps. I mean, he's thought better of it now. He's actually come back out and said, guys, sorry, I was stupid for about two weeks. I was on YouTube too much, and I went down these rabbit holes from these non-credible YouTube sites, and that's why I thought the earth was flat. He's rethought that. Kyrie, by the way, is no longer a flat earther. He has joined the rest of society as like, no, dude, let's not be dumbasses, and let's like literally just admit that the world is round, you know, since it's not an opinion, it's a fact. And so like he kind of, you know, he he's rethought that. So anyway, they're drawing back and forth to Kyrie, and they're running miles, and they're doing all this stuff, and he turns around and says this. Gave you all a championship, and you're still, he swears here, a little ungrateful. Now, there's a million ways to pick this apart. Did you give it to us, or LeBron do it? Well, he hit that dagger three, bro. Kyrie hit the dagger three. Okay, but, well, contextually, if you want to add this, I mean, LeBron chasing down Iguodala and then, like, the block. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. This one what I'm going to say. Nobody wins alone. Mike didn't win alone. LeBron ain't going to win alone. Durant ain't winning alone. For sure, we know that. Durant definitely ain't winning alone. That we know for sure. Nobody wins alone. Kyrie's a little bit right here. And I can prove it by what the kids say to him next. I brought you a championship and you're still ungrateful. Right? The kids say this to him next. Just one, though. Just one, though. That's where we're at. Championship or you're a bum. Like, there's no middle ground now. And think about that. Now, I know they're just having some fun with him, and they're not even really having fun with Kyrie, are they? They're not. What are they doing? They're trying to go viral. And they did it. They did it. That's everywhere. Trying to go viral is everywhere. A pastor the other day spit in his hands and rubbed it on a parishioner's face, on his face, you know, because Jesus spit on the blind man and all of a sudden the blind man could see. Maybe some of you don't remember that, but like that, that was a thing. This pastor literally spit in his hand and rubbed it all over this dude's face and then like surprised the next day was like, yeah, sorry, I I didn't think about that. It's like, no, you did think about it, homie. You just thought it was going to play better online. You just got so caught up in wanting to be the star, you thought for sure everybody was going to approach this the way you approach it. They didn't. Not at all. Not at all. So I'm, like, here's the thing here. I'm kind of with Kyrie. Because he's not saying, dude, he didn't pull the LeBron, get these kids out of the arena. Did, did, like, it wasn't that. He didn't like exacerbate it. He didn't make it that much worse. He literally just said, dude, I gave you a championship. What more do you want me to do? And he's right. What more are we owed? Loyalty, uh, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I, I don't, I, I, that's a hard expectation out of an athlete. I want it too, but that's a hard expectation. Uh, expecting loyalty to go one way in business is, is something sports fans do. That is something we do. I'm not going to say you, I'm going to say we, because I do that too. Expecting that much loyalty from, from people who will never receive it from where they work is a little, that's a little crazy. That's a little, now I don't necessarily like this whole, I'm going to leave after one year if it doesn't work out. And this. like, I don't necessarily love that either. But these kids didn't say anything crazy, but like Kyrie is being called Kyrie and all this. And he's being dragged now online. And it's like, literally, I think I'm on his side on this one. I, I, now him admitting that the world is round makes it easier to defend him. But like he, but like, I think I'm with him. I really do. Because at the end of the day, like, what more do you want from me? I'd give anything for that title, was, th- was things we were saying. Would you give up guys leaving after it? Sure, if I would have asked you before you had the title, you would have said yes. But see, you have it now, and the-, the truth is, what really sets in is the reality. You didn't get anything. The players got something. What the city got, oh, watch this, you ready? What the city got was an NFT, it's a championship. But you don't get to hold it.
0: Hey, uh, when it gets uncomfortable and weird, that's when they're at their best. The Stansberry Show, Rock
1: 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're at 9 a.m. I'm going to get you clued in on the thing that Twitter's doing that I think is really, really smart. I. It looks foolish on the surface, but I think it's really, really smart. I'm so critical of social media so often. So when I saw this, I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, you got to circle back and give them a little props when they do it. When they're doing something that's probably smart for them. I don't know if it's smart for you and I, but it's definitely smart for them, for Twitter. We'll talk about it. Get there at 9 a.m. I saw this news yesterday, and I think people, I think more of you are going to be more excited about this than, than, than I was um, as a person. Um, but Daniel Radcliffe, who apparently was Harry Potter, right? Is going to be Weird Al Yankovic. Like he's like he's going to play Weird Al in a biopic, and I love this idea. Weird Al is a very strange thing for me. Um, He got popular, obviously, like massively popular, like while I was growing up. I mean, he was a big deal. I mean, obviously, like a virgin gives us, like a surgeon, right? And he got his start, Weird Al did, by being on a radio show. I believe it was Dr. Demento was the radio show he used to call into all the time. And he would kind of do his thing. And then I believe he was hired in on staff. Welcome to that. And then realized, like, all right, I think I can just kind of go do this. And we get like a surgeon. And his tapes were big tapes. His albums were big when I was a kid. They were.
0: And
1: my industry, you know. This, all right, this is what I'm about to say is going to be crazy, and it's going to sound like a hot take, but it's not. Outside of Howard Stern, Weird Al Yankovic is the most stolen from radio personality, maybe ever. Ever. The amount of parody songs that exploded on radio stations. Yeah, there was some of it before, obviously, because other shows had been kind of doing what he had kind of done, but like it exploded on the radio after he blew up. I mean, everybody had one of those guys. There's a famous radio show, and it's I used to listen to it all the time. And as a matter of fact, a guy I used to work with worked with this show and at the same radio station. Bubble Love Spa broadcasts live from the Badlands. It's Bubble. Oh, it's Bubba. Look at her gimmicks. It's Bubba the Love Sponge. It's Bubba. And Bubba was great. Great. But 85% of Bubba's show was parody. And it was all done by a guy named Manson. And Manson was like his weird L. And so Manson was giving you stuff like this constantly. And it, it made Bubba like, what do you, it made Bubba what he was. I mean, now that I think about it, man, outside of Howard, who dudes are still biting off today. Outside of him, dude, Weird Al might have been the most stolen from radio personality maybe ever. Most bit off radio personality maybe ever. He's really good at what he does. I remember when I was working at the Buzzard and like, you know, they bring people like that in all the time. He was doing the House of Blues show. And that was, I don't really care about meeting people. Like if you go and look, my social media is not filled with the celebrities. I don't care about it. They never want to meet you. They want to meet the listeners and they don't even really want to be doing that. They just are nice enough to pretend they do. And like outside of that. So it's like, I just, I'm like, eh, I don't want to bother this dude. But like when I heard Weird Al was in the building, like I remember saying this, I don't care about going to see him tonight at all. Like, I don't care about that. I'm not going to go. I don't care. You can give my tickets away to somebody on staff. I don't care but I do want to shake his hand. Like, that was one of those things where I was like, dude, get him in here. I, I want to shake Weirdale's hand. Because I remember being a kid, on Pirates Trail in Aurora Shores, pedaling my bike, white, or no, I'm sorry, yellow waterproof Sony Walkman, you know what I mean? And listening to, well, this. I was a big Steve Miller guy. So I lost on Jeopardy, it was kinda of like, eh, it's kinda of big. Daniel Radcliffe gonna play him. Biopic there. This is this, I love this To
0: match my intellect on national TV.
1: Oh yeah, what about, what about this one? Yeah, yeah, I everybody likes this one. Remember this video, these videos when he mimicked Michael Jackson? I mean the money he had to put into those had to be massive. Dude, his, out I mean, dude, platinum this guy was going. And like I said, everybody stole from this dude. Everybody. If you were on the radio, then nobody, you you were running parody songs, which I don't necessarily love, but people do. Anybody going, really? It's the rubber chicken. I mean, like, that's literally, I mean, what it is. Eat it, just eat it. This will be a, this will be a biopic, biopic, sorry, this will be something I want to see. I, I really do, because I do find Weird Al to be interesting. Um, and here's one of the reasons why. I think you have to be really, really smart to do what Weird Al does this well. Anybody, you can write a parody in 20 seconds. I've seen it happen in radio studios a million times. Bob and Tom had those guys, you know, Donnie Baker was great at that. By the way, that's not that guy's name, but Donnie Baker's great at that kind of stuff. He is, that guy who does that is great at that kind of stuff. Um, They all have one, but like if to, in order to do what Weird Al does at the level he did it, I think you have to be really, really smart. And that's interesting when you think about that career, because when you do stuff like that, you just get kind of like, oh yeah. And then Weird Al's kind of, you don't get credit for the intelligence. When you do things like that, like I remember, um, I you'll have to forgive me. I forget the actress's name, but the the woman um, who played uh, Kelly Bundy, she always said she's like you know the best, the best uh, um, compliment you can give an actor and actress is telling them that they played a stupid role very well because it's hard to do. That is very hard. shutting down your intelligence is hard to do. I think it would be hard to be Weird Al put that much thought and effort into something like that and have people just kind of look at it like, "Eh, but he does that. That's a movie. Daniel Radcliffe playing uh, Weird Al Yankovic. By the way, Weird Al says, I have no doubt this will be the role in the future he's known for. Big, big statement out of Weird Al there. Big statement when you think about what Daniel Radcliffe has done on film already.
0: Here's what's next on The Stansberry Show. All right.
1: It's the offseason for the Cleveland Browns. Not all NFL teams, but it is the offseason for us. And sure enough, one of them's already been arrested. Is it a problem with the organization? Is it a culture issue? Find out next.
0: The scary thing is, he's like this all the time. The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. 9 a.m. this morning, the smart thing Twitter's doing. That the other social medias are gonna be like, damn it. Yeah, that's a good one. We should talk about that one. Pretty smart. I don't normally give Twitter credit. I'm pretty smart on their part. I'll tell you what it is at 9 a.m. I, uh, before the break, I had gotten into Daniel Radcliffe is gonna play Weird Al in a bio. And I think it's a really good idea. I think, uh, you know, there's everybody's got a movie today. All right, I'm not gonna go down this whole, uh, you know, rabbit hole, but like, all right, I'm a big Kiss fan. There are three. Eric Carr documentaries. It's like the second drummer in Kiss. Yeah, he died of cancer. A sad story, but I mean, come on. Three documentaries? I'm a diehard. I don't need three documentaries of Eric Carr. (laughs) Like I don't. Right? And so, like, what? So who the hell are those for? And so, like, everybody in the world's getting a movie made about him now. Everybody. But Weird Al's kind of one of those things. Like he, I mean, don't get me wrong. Does he have the white hot heat he once had? No, of course not. But like, welcome to entertaining. By the way, everybody seems to say this is their favorite. I took so many we were like, dude, Amish Paradise this is like the best thing you did. Really? I don't have Yoda. I remember that one when I was a kid. I looked in the system. We don't have it.
0: As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look
1: Now, at this was big because that movie got plane, really big in that moment, too.
0: for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. <laughs> at 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that... Even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land. I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish I forgot about my that.
1: chores and you finish
0: dying, then tonight we're going to party like it's 1699. Oh, we been spending most our lives.
1: All right, this is how big this song got, though. Like, I remember my buddy Sean. Like, you know, he's one of these guys that had a big system in the car and all that. And so, like, we would drive through Solon and he would play the Coolio version, right? We would listen to that, I was like, yeah, this is awesome, Coolio, right? And then immediately after, it was like, you know what we gotta do now, right? And then he would like put this and then we would listen to this. Like that's how big it got is like, it, that you wanted to listen to it after the Coolio version of the song. Gangster's Paradise is what that was called, right? God, do remember that? Oh my God, dude, Coolio was burning up charts with that one. Like, dude, I know my industry always takes a hit and then makes you hate it. Like, that's literally what we do. It's like, hey, you know this thing you really like? Don't worry, man. We're going to make you hate it in no time. Like, that's what we're best at, for sure. And, like, I think, but, like, that song, that coolie, gangster's paradise was everywhere. There were rock stations taking a gamble, like alternative stations that were taking a gamble and playing it, because it was like, well... and. Honestly, that song being that song kind of gave way to like when Eminem came out with like, wasn't Lose Yourself, I forget what the, whatever that thing is, from 8 Mile, it's like, that's when people are like, you know what, dude, I think we can do this here. <laughs> and and that kind of led, I mean, everything just, doors get knocked open. I'm all for Daniel Rad- uh, Radcliffe playing. It wouldn't have been my choice. Like, I wouldn't have said, hey, they're going to do a movie about Weird Al. It's not like I would have sat there and like went through the actors in my mind thought, I got it. Like, he's not, like, I wouldn't have cast it that way. Um, it's not, like, an immediate, like, well, yeah, that's the guy. But he's got good range, that kid. Um, he's, he's good at what he does. Um, and you know what? I thought Kristen Stewart was going to be a clown show as Joan Jett in the Runaways movie. And to this day, the Runaways movie is the best rock and roll movie out of all those newer ones. Everybody's going to come at me with the Queen movie. Eh, eh, eh. Took a lot of liberties with that one and left a ton of stuff out on that one. Now they're going to bring you Bohemian Rhapsody 2 and they look, to, you know, they look to fix some of that. That Runaways movie was fantastic. And Kristen Stewart, I mean, it's not like she was like, Oh my God, look how great she is as Joan jet, But she did a better job with Joan Jet than I was going to give her credit for doing. And so in a similar fashion, I think what I can do here is be like, ah, all right, you know what, Like let, let's just, it may not have been my first choice, but maybe this kid's going to be great at it. He was in a movie I really like. I don't necessarily, the first, first two Harry Potters I saw, I, I thought those were good. I'm sure the rest of them were good too. It's just not necessarily my thing, but I bet they're well done. Um I, I wouldn't say that, but he was in a movie called Guns Akimbo uh, back in 2019 and that kind of stuff doesn't even really look all that good to me. It's not normally like my kind of thing, but I had been sitting around and one of the streamers had it. I think it was probably Netflix. One of the streamers had had it. And I was like, you know what? I was in the middle of the afternoon one day. I was like, all right, screw it. Like, just turn this on. And I got to be honest with you. That movie was I don't, great. No, but it was, uh, but guns akimbo was good enough to where I was like, all right, man, like, I think I like this kid. Like, I think I'd like, I think I could be in on something he does. So add to it now a story I really like, or I would assume I would like, and there's going to be a lot of the early radio stuff I would imagine in Weird Al. So I'll find a connection with that, obviously. I like anything that, you know, kind of, you know, exposes that. So I, I'll find a way to connect to it that way as well. I'm, I'm all for it. He, like I said, Daniel Radcliffe wouldn't have been my first choice. But that doesn't mean he's a bad choice. Brown's offseason already underway, and a player got arrested in Florida. I have some details for you. We'll tell you if it's a systemic problem with the culture inside the building in Berea. I'll fill you in on that next on Rock
0: 106.9. You thought Stansbury was a mess on air? Check out the show's Facebook page at Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, 8 a.m. The end of cell phone chargers. It's coming. Not sure you're going to want to make this trade-off, but it's coming. We'll talk about it. According to multiple reports, QB1 Baker Mayfield scheduled for surgery later today to have the torn labrum on his non-throwing left shoulder repaired, Dr. Orr limp Izvazdi orthopedic surgeon of the Anaheim Ducks will be performing the surgery. I hope I got that name even somewhat in the ballpark of accurate. Um, but Baker's going to get the surgery today. Um, now, long overdue. And, and, and we ha- I was going to say we could spend hours, but we already have spent hours on the program talking about whether or not he made the right call. And I don't even like the fact that how that gets talked about. He made the wrong call. He shouldn't be making the call. Like, that was my issue. Well, you know, he was selfish and he played when he was hurt. Mm. <laughs> if he's selfish and he's playing when he's hurt, isn't that you got bigger problems than Baker Mayfield playing hurt? What that tells me is nobody can tell Baker Mayfield no in that building. That I have a problem with and I don't buy it. I don't. As much credit as I've given Stefanski, I don't think he it's loose like that. I think it was get out there. I really do. I do. I don't think they were listening to him like that. I made the argument, look at Baker's social media presence before Stefanski and after. It's a completely different person. And that's because somebody came in town and said, uh-uh, no more. <laughs> Remember I told you when they hired him, it's like, dude, if that's what you like about Baker, the smoke and the heat and, this and the 100, you're going to hate this. You're going to hate this because a coach is going to try to get his arms around it because he didn't draft him. And so like not you right and so there's some of that. So Baker's going to get the surgery today. I believe he bounces back next year. I believe he's the quarterback under center next year. And furthermore, even though I'm considered to be the number 1 Baker hater, I think he should be the quarterback under center next year. You can talk to me about Russell Wilson and, you know, yeah, if you can give me an all-timer and Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> yeah, but he ain't coming, so just like let it go. Jimmy Garoppolo ain't in on all that. Like I'm not. He's probably better, but by a measurable amount it feels more lateral than up um it might be lateral ish, but i I don't it doesn't feel like a sky it doesn't feel like an elevator moving all the way up right that's not the only brown story going on offseason officially here and sure enough man you see this in every sport every season guys get done Coaches aren't around, other players aren't around, you start going back home, you start going back to where you're from, and hanging out with the crew, and doing all this stuff, and you're being all pumped up by your buddies, and you're the man, and thank God. And then what happens? You get in trouble. You get in trouble. Cleveland Browns defensive tackle, Malik McDowell, was arrested in Deerfield Beach that Monday after police said he walked naked, naked, into a children's learning center and then violently attacked a deputy. Oof. According to the police report, a surveillance footage shows McDowell, 25 years old, walking naked onto the Learning Center property while classes were in session. Details about the assault on the deputy weren't available when they wrote this, but the police report says it was a violent attack that left the deputy, quote, dazed. Yikes. Court records were then viewed by local station WPLG, and they show that McDowell was being charged with the aggravated battery of an officer resisting arrest and exposing his sexual organs in public. Welcome to the sexual... Uh, I, I mean, he's going to have to be put on the list, right? Anytime, like, anytime he goes and moves, he's going to have to knock on the door and be like, hey, remember that guy who walked naked through the Children's Center? Yep, that was me. Like, Right? Like, you, He's going to have to do that now, right? Now, the Browns picked him up in May of 2021. He started 14 games this last season, appearing in 15 total. 33 tackles he had, 19 of them solo tackles, and then three sacks. Quote from the Browns, quote, we are aware of the very concerning incident and arrest involving Malik McDowell, and we are in the process of gathering more information. Quote, we understand the severity of this matter and our thoughts are for the well-being of all involved. We'll have no further comment at this time. And of course, of course, wait until done of accusations. For sure, this is him. We're moving forward is what they're going to do. Now, he was picked up by drafted by the Seahawks. Second round of the 2017 draft. Never played a game for them. And before training camp, he got into an ATV accident and was placed on the non-football injury list. He was arrested twice after that accident, once for driving while intoxicated, and once for disorderly conduct. Again, I'm going to remind you, he is 25 years old. Does that mean, ah, 25, go get a DUI? No, it does not. But sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, and so I'm talking to me, not you. Sometimes I do this, where I talk about 25-year-old men as if they're 45. They're not. The things I thought was that were okay for me to do in my career at 25, I would never do today. It's called the Tom Hanks theory. At least that's what I call it. You think Tom Hanks shows up to be in bosom buddies today? The answer is no. The answer is no. think he's doing bachelor party today? No. He ain't because he doesn't have to. And he got older and he realized, that's not who I am. That was literally just me trying to get paid, trying to get in the industry. That's not who I am. That's not who I, not who I want to be. I want to be this guy now. And so sometimes I look back on these guys and it's like, and, and here's what's interesting about that, right? Let's really look at how, why that happens. Why does that happen? First, there's a little bit of, well, you're supposed to be a role model. I'm going to roll my eyes at that. Don't pretend your kids know who Malik McDowell is because they don't. Role models, position players, and Jarvis, and touchdown makers, and OBJ, and Baker, and all that, fine, sure, fine. Most people have no, most Browns fans don't know who Malik McDowell is, let alone your five-year-old, right? So, like, let's not, let's not get carried away. Sometimes we just like saying stuff because it's like, man, if I say this, I'm going to sound right, (laughs) you know what I mean? And you ain't fooling me with that, like, if anybody knows how to do that, it might be me, right? So, like, I don't know, I don't know about all that. Oh, right! Kind of gets me. So I saw a lot of this yesterday. I mean, he's a restricted free agent. He's, you know, they're going to move on. They're going to be done, right? And it's the culture, the culture, the culture. If you ask me, I believe this story proves that the culture in Berea is probably better than we want to say it is. First of all, I think that word's probably overblown by media and fans. I would I would love to have a hot mic in a locker room, you know, not on Amazon.com or not on HBO.com, when dudes are literally sitting around talking about that kind of stuff. Because I know how radio station staffs talk about it. <laughs> like, yeah, and then that idiot's going to come in here and pound the desk and talk about culture? And the rest of us are going to go, dude, just play the right songs and shut up. <laughs> like That's literally, I mean, right? And so there's, I would love to hear that. Okay. But let's stay on the culture. Is that the problem here? I'm going to say no. And I think where he got arrested proves it. Where did this happen? Did it happen in Berea? Did it happen when he was under the watchful eye of other grown men, coaches, training staff, this, general managers, other players? Is that where it happened? No, it didn't. It didn't. It happened when he was away from the team. I don't know if that's where he's from or not, but I'm assume, right? I, I can make that assumption. I don't know for sure, but I can make that assumption. But it doesn't matter. My opinion holds no matter if that, where he got arrested was his home or not. He was away from the team. So then you could almost make the argument, and watch now as I will, you took him out of that Browns culture. And put him somewhere else. Couldn't handle it. Got himself in trouble. Right? How's that the Browns' fault? Antonio Brown. Dude, if Mike Tom, If you want to put Mike Tomlin in the Hall of Fame for anything, it's by keeping a lid on Antonio Brown for as long as he did there. Look what happened. As soon as he left the Steelers' culture, what was it? Remember, at first people were blaming Big Ben. Big Ben's washed. It's over. Ben might be racist. It might. Uh, it might be this. Maybe that. Maybe that. Everybody in the world. People forget now when AB first left Pittsburgh. Everybody in the world was giving him excuses. Everybody. Now. Now all of a sudden, well, it's mental health and blah blah blah, and it's like, nah, you don't know that either. So shut up. You don't know that, right? You don't know that. You just want. <laughs> that's insane. Okay. But away from the Steelers culture, then all of a sudden stuff became a problem. You ask me, I don't think this is a Browns problem. Now I know what the next thing is. It's on Andrew Barry to make sure he gets high-quality people on that field. Okay. Sure. Whatever you say. 53 of them dudes. Think they're all going to be choir boys? The answer is no. Now did I just say, what do you want? I mean, of course he should be able to take his penis out and walk through a kid's school. Of course not. Of course not. What I did say was is expecting a general manager to be, have the foresight of what every one of these 53 idiots is going to do throughout the course of being on that team is unrealistic. It's unrealistic. By the way, I don't know about this particular issue, but athletes misbehaving and doing what they shouldn't be doing, I think I do have the fix for it. Oh, I think I can fix it today, baby, and I'm going to lay it out for you next.
0: The Stansberry Show. Socially distancing before socially distancing was cool. Oh, Gross! Ew! Hey, where'd everybody go? Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 1069, 8 a.m. The end of cell phone chargers might be right around the corner. Don't celebrate. I'm not sure you're going to like what's happening. We'll get there. Before the break, we were talking about Baker Mayfield getting a surgery today. Also, the issue with Malik McDowell. Recap both here in a second. I do have this from Baker Mayfield's Instagram account, Quote, appreciate all the prayers and good luck wishes on the surgery. Tomorrow, he must have posted this last night. Excited to get it done and start the road to recovery tomorrow. I will keep you all posted. Thank you for having an amazing support group to help through this process. Or thankful to have an amazing, sorry. Thankful to have an, uh, you know. And look, he's got plenty of detractors as well, but there are plenty of people who are in and around the area, and I'm guessing even more so in his You know, circles and I'm sure his wife and everybody else who are there for him and, and this and that. We hope that ends up. Uh, you know, successful, and we hope he comes back. And I believe he bounces back. I don't believe I think Baker is way better than he looked this year. Not quite as good as like his. This is what I said about him last week, and I know I'm right about it. He's better than Colin Coward thinks he is. He's not as good as Sir Yacht thinks he is. That's that's it. Then that's it. That's where he is, and that's fine. And you can win a lot of games, and probably even a Super Bowl with a guy like that. Gonna have to wrap him around a lot of talent for sure. You will, but. That's what GMs are for. Literally what they're for. Now, the Malik McDowell situation, again, arrested. He walked naked through a children's learning facility um, and then fought with an, uh, with an officer, from what I understand. Left the officer dazed, was the quote. Um, and the Browns are like, look, we've been made aware. We're going to do the, You know, they put out the statement. We've been made aware. We're going to look into it. and We're not saying anything else until we know. Okay? And we got into the culture. Is it the Browns' culture? And I said, well, no, because this didn't happen in Rocky River. Meaning you take the guy out of the Browns' culture, and that's when problems happened. not in. A lot like Antonio Brown. Started to act up, started to, started to bubble out of the surface, get out. And then left the Steelers' culture and became way worse. Some guys need it. OBJ, some say, need a little, need a little structure. He needs it. Some guys do. I'll remind you, this is the NFL season where a guy from the Las Vegas Raiders was doing 156 miles per hour in a car that would take you five lifetimes to purchase and killed a woman. I believe I can fix these things. Understand what I'm about to say Does not mean if you do what I'm saying, you will never deal with anything negative out of an NFL player. Understand that that's not going to happen because welcome to human beings. But in a lot of other systems, I always hear, if I can save one kid, it was worth it. If I can touch just one young mind, You know how people get all hyperbolic about the stuff they're getting ready to go do. What I'm about to do is important because if I make one kid understand. Everybody loves talking about themselves like that, right? There's too much money in the games. That is a huge. Is there going to be a list of problems that lead to this stuff? Sure. I'm going to focus on this one right now. There's too much money in these games. They generate it. (laughs) If I told you how much money this morning show generated a year to year for this company, your head would spin. But they don't let me keep it. You know why? Controlling me would be harder. As a matter of fact, it would be impossible. More than that even, I wouldn't come back next year. Thanks for the money. See ya. And they know that. So they give you a piece of it to keep you in line. That's what's like where you work too. They gave you all the money up front, would you ever go? The answer is no. Now I know I'm never gonna wake up in a world where we take this money back away from these athletes. Because there's a way to spin that as, well, racist, and there's a way to spin it in a lot of different ways, right? We'll probably get back into that end of it over the next couple of days after I get dragged for what I just said. So here's what you do. You build it in a trust. There's a documentary, a 30 for 30, called Broke, where athletes are sitting there talking about how, dude, they don't have the money. And you and I read the numbers in the newspaper, and we think they're accurate, and we don't think about taxes, we don't think about the agent, we don't think about this, we don't think about the mom and dad, we don't think about all that other stuff. You're just a multi-millionaire baby. Here's what you do. Give them all the money. Just when they're done playing. Now, the problem with that is, and there's a problem, is guys are going to retire earlier. You're going to see a lot more Andrew Lux. Okay? You're right. I didn't think about that, and there's probably a way to to combat that. But if you ask me, dude, you get 25% of your money while you're playing. That other 75%, because see, what happens is, is that when you go out and act like an idiot, people then, because most people, remember I told you, most people don't care or even know who Malik McDowell is. They don't care. They don't know who he is. So when you go out and do something stupid, baby, it ain't a Malik McDowell problem. It's an NFL problem. See, you made us look stupid now. And now everybody's going to run around, the Albert Breers of the world, and everybody's going to run around talking about how we don't have control of our league. The National Crime League, whatever. Everybody's going to call it. you got to understand, people think they can get away with stuff Because they think they can just pay to get out of it. You know, because once you have money, you realize it's the only goddamn thing that matters even a little. Don't talk to me about love. That matters at your kitchen table. Once you walk out that front door, I'm right. And you know it. I'm right. In your house, sure. In the real world, I'm right. So you take it away. What are you going to do? Tell me I don't have the player's best interest in mind? Yes, I do. It'll literally be sitting there in a trust waiting for you when you're done. They're just going to retire faster, Stansbury. Cool, you got to play a certain amount of years to, to cap out at the max. The average length of a football player's life is four and a half years in the NFL. Malik McDowell, they're four, four and a half year guys. Don't give me Brady. Don't give me those guys. You're talking about, you're, you're talking about exceptions to the rules there. Most players, four and a half years or under. They can't make it that long. You retire too quickly that fine. We're only giving you 60%, not, not the hundred percent, whatever. Withhold the money guys. When they can't pay to get out of trouble anymore, you will see trouble start to wrap up. But see, they know that money, dude, they do. That's it's to, who wants to be a millionaire. That's what it is. These dudes flip cars, they do all this other stuff, and they call their goddamn lifeline and get out of
0: it. Influencer is really not an accurate title. Attention whore is more like it. Oh yeah, a little more me. More me, please.
1: Who's he talking to?
0: No idea. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Just rocked the bank with you again. My third opportunity with you will happen at 9 a.m. this morning, where, by the way, also at 9 I can get a little negative on the internet. I can get a little negative about social media and the impacts it has on asthma. I can be very critical of what those companies do. I don't know if what Twitter did is good for you and I, but it was definitely smart for their business. When I saw this, show, I was like, oh, man, this is a really good idea. 9 a.m., I'll give you that. We've been talking about the Browns a lot this morning, and here's why. I mean, Baker Mayfield's going underneath the knife today. He's getting his surgery on that torn labrum, non throwing shoulder there. But, you know, even non throwing shoulders are going to affect your motion. If you're dealing with pain, right, there's going to be some of that. And I had said, look, I believe you. He will be the quarterback under center here next year. And I believe he's your best option. I don't, nece- I don't, I'm not in love with some of these other guys I'm hearing about, like Jimmy G. All right. I mean, maybe. I'm not necessarily going to cry in my beer over Jimmy G. I'm just not going to throw Baker Mayfield, you know, into the river for it. Russell Wilson, now you got me talking about some other stuff. My buddy Seth texted me. He's got a pretty crazy theory here. Um, And it's one that I hope isn't true. He says, you might as well just kiss Baker Mayfield goodbye. It's over. Okay. He's like, "Um, that guy's going to be playing for the Washington football team. That's the worst case scenario. You realize that, right? That's the worst thing that could happen. Not necessarily Washington, but a team like that, because what happens there is, is what happened with the Browns. He goes in, the roster's not that great. He's good enough to kind of like rally everybody together. They'll they'll start outplaying themselves, and then when the expect right, and then all of a sudden, that's what's going to make it look like. See, we should have never let him go. If he goes to a built roster like let's say the Rams, like with what happened with Matthew Stafford, a lot of people are discrediting Stafford. Because, well, the coach is really good, the defense is really good, the wide receivers are really good, so how much of it is quarterback? See, if Baker goes to a stacked roster and even wins, people who don't like Baker could be like, eh, but, you know, this. If he goes to a Washington, an under-delivering team, I don't know, maybe, um, uh, you know what, I'll stay in division with Washington. You want to see him with a Giants helmet on? <laughs> Not me. You think I'm a Baker hater. Right? People think I'm a beggar hater. I don't want to see that happen. We were also talking about Malik McDowell. Arrested in Florida, and I'll try to, you know, sum this up and and get it back quickly. I I think a lot of these kind of problems can be traced back to the money. Right? And I said, let's put it in a trust, and you don't get your money until you're done playing. I'm sick of hearing these dudes cry broke when they're done playing, and this and that. Everybody, My business manager took advantage of me. Everybody took advantage of me. Cool, you get 25% of your money. Well, you know, then they're just going to retire earlier. Okay, fine. So you prorate it. And say, if, you know, we're going to put it in a trust, but if you retire before then, you only get X. If you retire before then, you only get X, and you only get X. And somebody brought up a decent point, right? And I said, look, I'm thinking out loud here. It's not like I, I, I feel like what I have is a decent suggestion. It's not that I feel like I have it all smoothed out. But I feel like I have a bedrock of an idea. Tim was listening. He said, all right, so I got an issue here. Okay, well, lay it on me. He goes, if they're required to play a certain length of time, what happens if they get injured before that time is up? Okay? So, I, you know, I kind of push back here a little. And I said, well, Tim, I said, well, if, if workman's comp is a thing, worker's comp, not workman's, work, if worker's comp is a thing, and it is in this country, let's not pretend an industry that makes five times the money mine and yours does together that they can't figure that out. What you're, what you're doing there, and he's not necessarily looking to argue with me, he wipes in every day, listens a lot, this and that, but what, what, what is happening with those kinds of arguments is you're letting perfect be the enemy of good. I'm not pretending my solution just makes it the land of milk and honey, but I do believe it protects the player long term, they're making generational wealth, and a lot of them are walking away with the game without it. That's their fault, okay? Fine. People are literally saying yesterday and today that the Browns should be involved in Malik McDowell's life more. That cutting a player when this happens or just turning your back on the player when this happens, that now is when they need the help. And it's their responsibility to help this man in his time of need. Now, that is a sentiment that plays very strongly online. Right, Because it's nice and it's inclusive and you're wrapping your arms around everybody and it's like, yep, that's just the best version of us. The other theory is this are, you're a your grown-ass man. This big boy school here. We give you the money. We give you the money. You're supposed to be able to figure the rest of this out. We want you to do this on Sunday and for that we're willing to pay this. Outside of that, Their responsibility. If I go out tonight, drink my face off, drive the wrong way down 77, get arrested naked, is it Rock 1069's responsibility to make sure I get my life together? That would be nice of them. Is it their responsibility? I'm going to say no. It is not. This ain't a charity. And it damn sure ain't a soup kitchen. It's a radio station. Their responsibility is not even to me. It's to the advertiser. What do you think the advertiser wants? The guy who was arrested naked back on the air next week? No. No. Well, not anymore. In 1988, they would have because it would have been good press. You know, the business is flipped because, well, we can give our opinions out 24 hours a day. And so thou, thou shalt not judge. Watch thou as I, all I do is judge. (laughs) I mean, right? I mean, it's hysterical. It's hysterical. But that's why. It's not their responsibility to get my life in order. I'm a grown ass man. And they gave me a hell of an opportunity. And if I get wasted tonight, drive the wrong way, do whatever, get arrested naked, I blew an opportunity. That's what happened. Rock 106.9 didn't hang me out the drive. That's not what happened. I blew an opportunity. At some point, man, like I keep saying, I understand the theory of, well, you know, you make so much money off these dudes and just use them and throw them out. There's a theory in that. Okay? But constantly approaching life from that angle is why we continue to go down the path with these dudes just doing dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. They're getting bolder with it. I mean, don't don't get it twisted. This has always been part of sports. Michael Jordan literally showed up to the Chicago Bulls and called it the Chicago Traveling Cocaine Circus. So it's always been there. It's like anything else that gets more exposed now because we got media centers that are open 24-7. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that's true. But we built the new world, so we're going to have to live in it. So what was cool for Michael Jordan and Charles Oakley ain't going to be cool for you. See, because we built the new world. And when you build the new world, then you got to live in it.
0: The Stansberry Show. Oh, this feels so good. I feel so whole. We are popular. On Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069, 9 a.m., Rock the bank with you. Give you another keyword worth $1,000. Not bad for midweek there, right? You know, I woke up this morning. I thought it was Thursday. I was convinced. And then I looked at the screen of my iPhone. I was like, damn it. It is not. It is only Wednesday. All right. I, uh, I saw this yesterday, and... If I'm honest, I'm shocked it took this long to get here. Okay. Technology, try as I might to, to stave it off. It like it doesn't happen, right? Like it's like once that cat's out of the bag, man, it just rolls and eats. That's what it does. Right? And if your phone doesn't have power, you feel exposed on some weird level. You know? Um you ever see anybody in an airport about to lose juice? <laughs> while they're while they're there on a layover, and I mean literally they'll just run through the airport looking by the way, they say you shouldn't plug your phones in in places like that that that's uh you end up getting hacked through those a lot I end up I remember the one time I plugged mine in at, at O'Hare airport in Chicago. this is just a few years ago as a matter of fact, and uh I, but I needed the juice, of course because I was like well, I got to be on Twitter, I'm important right. And uh, so I was like doing that whole thing. And then like for the rest of my trip, every time I plugged my phone in, it was like, um, we don't recognize this device. And, and I, and I told a buddy of mine who like sells phones. I was like, yo man, what happened here? He goes, did you plug it in in an airport? I was like, how the hell did you know that? <laughs> he was like, yeah, dude, people are, you know, people hack those ports. And then, you know, next thing he's, he says, you know, you probably got problems. I was like, damn it. So I ended up buying a new phone as soon as I landed in Vegas, uh, you know, a few years ago on that, but they say not to do that. Right. But if you're about to lose juice, it's a problem. Right. And, you know, these days it's like, well, do I have my cell phone like in my golf bag? Even I have a cell phone cord charger. I also then have like one of those like external battery blocks because, you know, if you don't text somebody right back these days, you're being you're awful and you don't love them. Right. And so like it's we just expect communication on that kind of level. And so like, I just feel like I've always, well, I got, you know, I have a cell phone charger in here. I have a, I have an Apple watch charger in here. I have both those at home. I have, you know what I mean? I got one in the car. You're just like me. You have this stuff everywhere, right? So what we found now or what they're finding now is that what they're going to do is our exercise in movement is going to charge our phones. They're creating the wearable microgrid. It will then harvest your energy from sweat and movement, and it will then be able to power small devices. They claim here the system is made of sweat-powered biofuel cells. They're also motion-powered devices called triboelectric generators. All right, they are motion-powered devices called triboelectric generators which I will be Googling and going down a rabbit hole later today because that sounds like, dude, this sounds like new in the future, and I want to be in. Um, and they also have energy storing capacitors, So all of the parts are flexible, and more than that, washable. Yeah. So what they're going to do is we will wear our cell phone chargers. Now, it's interesting right before we even go further into like the study and like what they're like clothes are expensive as enough as it is. Cell phone chargers are expensive combining those two things, especially new on the market. I'm very interested to see what the MSRP on that will be. I'm very interested. What's the shirt? Cause remember, body glove shirts, they change cars when you touch them. (laughs) Like they were so much money and it's, because they change colors when you touch them. Now that didn't even do anything for you, right? Except for if you were a parent and your daughter came home, it's like, I know where the hands have been, right? Like that. Other than that, those didn't really do anything for you. This provides something for you. My guess is to start, this will be very, very expensive. Quote, we're applying the concept of the microgrid to create wearable systems that are powered sustainably, reliably, and independently. It's just like your city microgrid, it integrates a variety of local and renewable power sources like wind and solar, and a wearable microgrid integrates devices that locally harvest energy from different parts of the body, like sweat and movement, then contains that energy for storage. Interesting. This team working on it first discovered sweat harvesting wearables back in 2013, 2022 now so like as you know if they if they discovered it then all these years later my guess is that means get ready this is going to be right around the corner they have become now stretchable and powerful enough to run small electronics in a recent test again uh, talking about a wearable microgrid in a recent test they were able to power an lcd wristwatch entirely through a 30-minute exercise session made up of 10 minutes of running, 20 minutes of, well, and 20 minutes of rest. There's not a personal trainer alive that would tell you to run for 10 minutes and rest for 20, not one. Now, they want to check power both in use and standby, right? Okay, all right, fair. You know what? Just literally thought of it. You're right. Absolutely. Good call. Good call because, you know, um, your devices will draw power, Differently a different thing. Okay. All right. So, you, you know, you got to figure that out too. Fair. They say while the tribal electric generators provide power as soon as the user starts moving before breaking a sweat, the biofuel cells then kick in whenever the wear begins to sweat. Those will then harvest energy from sweat are located inside the shirt in the chest area. They'll convert energy from movement into electricity and then are positioned outside the shirt on the forearms and sides of the torso near the near the waist. All right, so this is going to look terrible for a while, and then they'll call Tommy Hilfiger or somebody, and they'll get it figured out. Like they'll call Like they're going to make it work, and then they'll call somebody in the clothing in the clothing world and be like, "Make it pretty," is what they're and that's what they'll do for sure. That'll happen. I'm kind of excited about that. I don't like much like when I gave up smoking cigarettes. It was one of my favorite things. Yeah, I don't smell like cigarettes anymore. Yeah, I don't feel the way I feel in the, I used to feel in the morning. Fine, all that. But one of the things I hated the most was anytime I went anywhere. Do I have my, my lighter? Where, where, where are my cigarettes? Oh my God, I gotta have them, gotta have them. Like that, that constant, I mean, dude, I damn near needed a purse. You know, you got your cell phone charger your power block, this and cigarettes and light. I mean, dude, I, but, but before long, I needed a purse. <laughs> like this is which, by the way, I always hear that at home. Every time I'm cleaning out my golf bag, hey, clean out the purse, huh? Shut up. Man. I don't want to hear about it, right? But I'm excited about this. Now, it does kind of remind me of life imitating art. A lot of you probably haven't seen the show Black Mirror, but I know a lot of you have. It's kind of, Black Mirror is, and this is, we're way late. I I, I mean, the show's, I mean, they put out a movie already. Um, It is, it's the Twilight Zone reimagined for Netflix. Is essentially what it is. It's it's the Twilight Zone for today, right? And you don't necessarily have to watch them in any order. You can kind of just pick up and kind of go wherever you want. They're kind of like standalone-ish there. But, and I haven't seen them all. Uh, but one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror I ever saw was his We just became energy suppliers for corporations. So your job was no longer your job. Your job was to go to like the gym, you'd get on a bike and you'd pedal to create the energy we needed to supply everything we needed for the world. And then you lived where you worked. And when you went back to your apartment, your walls were screens And they ran advertisements 24 hours a day on the screens. And the money you earned while peddling to make energy for your neighbor, you then had to spend to turn off adverts inside your living place. You could spend the money on it. And then apparently there was another angle where it's like the more you pedal the more energy you produce then you get a chance to be on a reality show and then i think if you win that then you get you no longer have to pedal on the bike and i remember watching this going this isn't science fiction <laughs> this isn't science fiction science fiction's supposed to be me going that'll never happen i literally watched that episode in black mirror like nick nah, him about five years i like the different personalities
0: more funny entertaining the Sperry show rock 1069 always a good time always fun
1: Welcome back to the Ray Show on Rock 106.9, We're at 9 a.m., you get your third keyword. That'll rock the bank with you. Put $1,000 in your pocket. That'd be pretty good. I could use $1,000. I'm on a spending spree lately, man. It has been bad. I'm redoing my home office, and so I've just like been buying every kiss related item I wanted as a kid <laughs> and like, eh, I'm going to frame it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm kind of like redoing the entire office in it. And actually my brother getting ready and I've, I got to stay on his ass because he's lazy. He's getting ready to send me my original kiss garbage can from the seventies. Um, they're going right now on eBay. I was like, well, well, let me check on eBay. Maybe I'll just buy another one. Keep that one there. That way I have two. And I pulled it up on eBay and they're going for like 600 right now. And I was like, Nope, send me mine, bro. <laughs> Dude, send me mine. I, I, I kind of want that. Kind of want that, so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward uh, to getting that. But yeah, man, I got to I, I got to rein it in. My my spending has been out of control. Before the break, we were talking about there is a wearable microgrid. Not even on the way; it's here. Um, it's uh, it's essentially got sensors in it, and it will run off your energy and sweat. It will store that, and then it can then power. Small devices they're running wristwatches off of it currently, and um, you know somebody reminded me, and I, they shouldn't have had to since I own one that we already have wristwatches that kind of work off that that you know kind of power my citizen um, I have a citizen echo drive um, that that works like that that works off you know your energy like that. Um, I love that watch I'm a big citizen fan as a matter of fact, when I go watch shopping that's normally what I want to get as another citizen. I think I have right now like. I don't know, probably five or six citizens. I love them, um, and so I do. I I have an Echo Drive though. Those are that's a really nice watch. And so uh, you know, Aubrey's like, dude, isn't this just extending that? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what it is. Um, and we kind of talked about the Black Mirror, and if you haven't seen that, there's this episode where they make you pedal these bikes, and you create the energy, and that's your job now versus you going to work. It's like we just need energy providers, um, and then you know you earn credits, and then you can enter for some reality show. That that episode of the Black Mirror was. Great yet depressing because, like, I see that coming right around the corner. Um, and we started talking about, well, this would be great, right? Because then exercise could then charge your phone. And my buddy Donnie was like, uh, buddy, they're not going to exercise more. You know, America, they're just going to bang more <laughs> and then use, use that energy and store it up and be able to charge your iPhone. Okay you're right, that is probably what most people will do. next thing you know you 'll have porn stars as influencers for this technology. You know what I mean all I did was bang Alexis, Texas all day, and now my iPod works right? like I can see yeah, all right I, I I could probably see that I could probably, that that would probably be coming down the road that'd be you know kind of sad there um, i'm for it i uh I actually like this i don 't like the cord thing um I don't like having to keep track of them. Uh, when I went to Vegas, I had to buy another one when I got there because I was like, oh, damn it, I thought I packed it and I didn't. That would be, uh, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm all for it. I uh, I like the idea of the energy I'm putting out not being wasted. Um, I I just cleaned up a couple, all right, I have a three-bedroom house. I don't need that at all. Like, I just don't. So it hit me the other day, by the other day, I mean about a month or two ago, I was like, you know what? I'm spending money on this space and I'm not capitalizing on it. So I'm wasting money. And so again, I started my eBay business back up in this and that. So I dedicated the one room to it. I was like, well, now I'm getting something out of that. Now that space makes me money. So like I'm, I like the idea that the clothes I spend money on will help me in another manner, can help me in another area. I also think it would be good to get people on the hey, move around more to charge those things. See, I'm all for that. Um, now I get an incentive on my health insurance. Like if you're a member of a gym, or if you did it, like you you get a break. It's not a ton, but 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 you get a break on your on your health plan. Um, I, I'm sure my company's not alone in that. I'm sure that's actually a pretty popular thing because the the better shape you're in, the less money they're going to have to spend out on your health insurance over the course of your employment. So, like, I'm willing to bet that, you know, that, that's probably more common there. I'm all for it. I'll tell you what else I want until I have this. All right, so I have an iPhone. I think the 11 Max or whatever is what I have. I don't care about buying the newest phone that comes out. I think it's just, well, let's be honest, it's a hustle. And so I I don't necessarily care anymore. Like, I got to that age where I'm like, eh, I could be three iPhones behind. It's fine. and uh, And it is fine. But what I don't like is this. The cords are never really long enough, so I ended up buying a really, really long one from Amazon or whatever. I don't like the fact that I can only plug my phone in in one place. Now, I know what you're going to say. Just get a, a charging mat. Fine. You're right. That is a way to fix my pro- th- th- what I'm complaining about. But I want to be able to plug the charger in to the side of the phone. Definitely the top of it, like, what? notice that, and they will never do this, and here's why. Because when you bend that cord around to use it while you're on it, it wears them out, and then you got to buy another one. But shouldn't it plug in straight into the top of the phone, since that's how I'm going to look at it? And that way the cord's just coming straight out of the wall, and I don't have to bend the cord at all? That's the better way, right? Is to put it in the top of the phone, or even the side there but see it's on the bottom and you gotta twist it all around next thing you know, this cord doesn't work it's not as fast as it used to be. Or like one of those kind of things. Eh, I guess another 30 bucks on Amazon to Apple. Eh, who cares, just $30 purchase myself into the poorhouse. Right, I mean that's what happens. I would rather be, I wanna be able to plug this phone in in more locations. But you know what? I used to think that about my penis too and that got me in a lot of trouble. Hi,
0: What's up? We're The Stansberry Show. 90% of it is holding in farts. Cool. I like that, too. Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. on Rock 1069. Just gave you another keyword that rocks the bank with you. Teresa's got your next opportunity, 10 a.m. Pretty simple system. You hear the keyword, enter it at the website, 1,000 bucks. Good plan. She'll do it for you at 10. I, um... I remember saying about a month ago that I that I can tell I'm aging. Um, because some technology, when I see it, instead of getting excited about it, like I remember when I was a kid, you see something new come out, you're like, "Cool, I want to play with it." And now the like when I see technology, I'm like, "Uh, did you realize how bad that's going to screw all of us?" Right? Like, the, and it, the, that's a sign of aging, right? Um, you no longer look at things as uh, uh, filled with wonderment; you look at them filled with fear, right? And that kind that can happen. And I have been a little, I, I guess, of a wet blanket about social media. And I really shouldn't be. Some of you have heard this story before. Social media put me back on the radio here at Rock 106.9. That's what did it. I posted something on my Facebook page, my personal page. I didn't even have the show's page then. My personal page. It went crazy. Like it blew all the way up. And the, pro, the head of programming here in the building called me. Hey, you're back in Ohio, right? Yeah. yeah. you should probably come do mornings for me. So you would think I'd be like, dude, social media is the greatest. But instead I'm like, eh, I don't like what it's doing to us. I don't like what it's doing to you. I don't like, eh, I don't know about it. And I remember Facebook was like, hey, Dan, you want to join Facebook dating? Like, oh, sure I do. Yeah. Um, the company that ruined friendships and politics and social discourse, by all means, by all means, Mark, get in here and work your magic with my penis. <laughs> Where do I sign up, buddy? Can't wait. Like, no, I don't want Facebook dating. What the hell? Who the hell would want that? So I can be a little get off my lawn. And, you know, that kind of mentality when talking about some of the new technology and some of the stuff that happens with social media. And sometimes I'm wrong, and it is, in fact, just get off my lawn, you're an old man, you know, the world's going by you. Some it, sometimes it is that, and then sometimes I think, I'm like, nah, dude, I, I feel like I'm early on this. And, you know, in a few years, everybody will be like, you know, hey, remember when you were right about this? <laughs> and, like, that kind of happen. I wish that happened more, but it doesn't. But I think I saw Twitter do something that, all right, understand what I'm about to say here. I don't think this is smart for you, and I don't think it's smart for me, but it is smart for them. Twitter just opened up a huge net here. And the way they did it was advertising. And we should spend a few minutes on that. Because that's the business I'm in. Advertising. That's what I'm doing here. Okay? I want to show you where Twitter advertised this app. You know where it was? billboards in towns, you know, why don't you? Because what they call old media, which is just a way to make you turn your nose up at it. So uh, literally, that's just a way to make you go old. I don't like disconnect. Not for me. That's why those places constantly refer to it as old media. The better way to say it is legacy, which is still, that's like calling somebody spry. You don't say that about anybody 40 or under, <laughs> even 60 or under. There's a way, you're leading the witness down the, this is a frail old person. That's, why, that's where all, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. But they went to old media because it works. <laughs> like, that's literally why. So funny that all these new things that talk about how you don't need any of that old stuff anymore, but when they need you, baby, where do they go? Thank you. But they put up billboards, Twitter did, and it was smart. Radio stations used to be really good at this. You have a really good morning guy and a really good afternoon guy, drive in, drive home with our guys. Smart, 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 smart. If the radio's already on the radio station when you get out of your car in the afternoon, when you get in your car in the morning, what's it on? Thank you. that, That way of marketing is very smart. Totally works. So Twitter put up billboards. Now, a billboard won't work just because it's a billboard. Like any other advertisement, it needs to be good. Right? So here's what Twitter did. They dumped all their money in old media, you know, because old media is going away anytime now. Okay. (laughs) Any day now. Been hearing about it 40 years. Any day now. But Twitter put up billboards. And they took massive stars and you're going to push back on whether or not Megan The Stallion's a massive star. Maybe not to you. Go home and ask your daughter. They took one of her tweets from before she blew up as Megan The Stallion, put it next to a giant picture of her, and the tweet is this: "I need a team because I promise rap going to take off for me." And yeah, the naysayers and the critics and all this stuff are like, she can't even speak English and blah, 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 blah." But it's like, dude, welcome to the way people speak on social media. There's no punctuation out there. There's no spelling out there. It's just the wild west. But do you understand what they did here? They took a tweet where she is declaring in front of the world boldly, I'm going to make it. You're gonna hear from me. I will be Megan the stallion. She did it. That billboard is so smart. So smart. I know a lot of you are thinking I'm overreacting. Because you don't spend all, all day inside meetings going, dude, how can we advertise that better? <laughs> it's literally because you're not because you don't do it. If you're in this bit when I saw that yesterday, I was like, oh God, is that smart. Because Instagram's not doing that. Facebook ain't doing it. Facebook should have been doing this advertisement. Understand what's happening here. They're selling you on, you come to Twitter, where your voice will be heard. We are the training wheels for your superstardom. You come right here. You use our platform. You come to Twitter to make those decorations declarations. Don't go to Facebook. You don't need that. You, you, you come to Twitter to do this. Smart. They're courting the young people who feel bold, who feel like, I, who, who do you think I was at 24? This person. I need my team. I promise you radio is going to pop off for me. I was exactly this person. Exactly that's who I was. Bold. Confident. Ain't nothing going to stop me. Get the hell out of my way. That's who I was. That's who I remain to be. This would have been the perfect trap for me. This would have been the perfect net for me. You would have got me all day. What am I doing on Facebook? I need to be over here. They did another one. Bubba Wallace. I know. It wasn't a news. It wasn't a... I know. NASCAR went political and now it sucks. Okay, but the ratings were up last year. <laughs> the, the, the ratings started to come back. So, like, nobody's walking away from NASCAR. And some people are, yes, but not enough. Right? Bubba Wallace. Again, they put the picture of him right after he wins the race and their celebration, all this stuff. But the tweet is, I dream of racing in the Nationwide Series a few times this year, April 4th, 2014, and now he's Bubba Wallace. They don't even have to tell you what they're doing. They're literally taking your children by the wrist, walking them all the way to the water and not waiting for them to drink. They're dunking their head in the water. You come here. We will be the training wheels of your superstardom. That is a really smart advertisement.
0: He's so well-rounded. He's pointless. Boom! Roasted! The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. I'm on Instagram, Dan.Stansberry. Twitter and Facebook, both at Show. I, like you, am good at some things, and much like you, am not good at some others, okay? I was never a skier, ever. I was always jealous of my friends who, like, were part of ski club when I was in school. Um, I don't have the coordination for it. My parents didn't want to pay for it, and I was already in golf all summer long, which was incredibly expensive. And they were like, hey, we're already spending a bunch of money on you for you to suck at this. Like, are you sure you want it so it was like, you know, it was just be one of those things I just didn't do a lot,
0: right?
1: I got older, and my buddies, like a couple of them, got, like, enamored with snowboarding. And I just sucked at it. Like, I was terrible at it. Um, like, the the turning your body and then leaning backwards to stop was like just something, like my mind just couldn't do. Like it just, I just had problems with it. So I was always you know, either going too fast or crashing or whatever. It was just a miserable experience. I remember the one time we went to Peak and Peak in New York. You know what? We'll put a pin in that. Cause dude, I, I gotta tell you why I brought this up. Somebody just sent me this article. So I'm literally just coming to this now as you are. Apparently, a five year old British girl has been killed during a skiing lesson in the French Alps. And what had happened was, another skier had slammed into her high speed now. Obviously, you're going downhill there, right? Picks up speed, rams into the five-year-old. Now British officials, listen to this, they're charging the skier with manslaughter. Tough, man. Tough. Um, I knew a woman once. Um, This isn't similar since it wasn't like skiing. But she had been involved in a car accident with a horse and buggy. And it actually wasn't her fault. But there was a fatality. You know what I mean? Accident, right? Not necessarily her fault, accident, but there was a fatality. To this day, it sits with that person. And of course it would. This is going to sit with this dude, this skier forever, all right? Um, the girl, only identified by her first name, obviously, she's five years old, was with four other children getting a lesson on the safety of a beginner's slope. Skiers know, right? You got the bunny hill normally is what they kind of call, it, and then you kind of move up from there, and then they're graded, right? I believe is what they're, they're then graded. As she went to turn, the young woman, girl was violently hit by a skier arriving, and they say at high speed, who then tried in vain to avoid her. The speeding skier, a 40-year-old local f- volunteer firefighter, immediately, again, well, entrained in the issues there, tried to give first aid, unable. The youngster never regained consciousness and was pronounced dead on her way to a local hospital. Jesus. That's terrible skier taken into custody Monday and charged with manslaughter according to to the agents France uh, the press there which said prosecutors were blaming excessive speed for the death he now faces up to five years in prison and an $85,000 fine if convicted the mayor of the uh, of the nearby city there also uh, told broadcasters that they were actively looking for a psychologist who speaks English for the family of the girl Quote, they are suffering from extreme shock and many others involved in this tragedy. Yeah, I I, I would imagine. There's... I don't want to dig it all up, but I watched a family member lose a kid, man. And it ain't... It's just... There's... You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't have to do it. Like, that's... I, I know, honest to God, awful people throughout my life. I wouldn't wish that on them. It's just... It's pain and loss. You know, we bitch about everything. Kavetch about "Ah, it. wait in line. Oh, wait Thank God for Wordle. Otherwise, what the hell would I be doing in this line? You know what I mean? I wasn't even meaning to go here, but like, as we do that, who are we going to be when something like that happens to us? What? I I, I just don't get that. I don't know if the manslaughter, excessive speed. Now, I guess I'm dumb to this, right? Ignorant to it is what I should say because I just haven't been taught it. Are there speed, for the lack of a better term, limits on hills? How do you control? I mean, right? Like, I don't. I know on beginner hills you're not necessarily supposed to be you know blaring down, but like if somebody else is a beginner, and I don't know it that doesn't necessarily tell us you know this skier's level of you know competency on uh, on the slopes, but am I crazy to go, okay, well, here we are near the bunny hill or beginner hill, whatever it is, that somebody didn't necessarily have the ability to make the stop or to reduce speed in the way. We're suggesting maybe he could have. Let's be honest. skiing's hard. Not easy. It's hard. Difficult thing. Um, This happened to me twice. Now, the person did not die. I forget where we were. We were out in Willoughby somewhere or somewhere on there. And like I did, I I ran into somebody at the bottom of the hill and they were fine. Like I didn't necessarily knock that person over. I just kind of had to grab the jacket. Like, sorry, man, I almost knocked you over. Right? There was some of that. But one time we went to Peak and Peak in New York. We were all in our young—I mean, it was before I got in the radio business. I bet I was 22, maybe. God, I bet I was 21, maybe. even. And so we go up to Peak and Peak, you know, and we're basically there to sit in the cabin, smoke weed, and get high all weekend. That's pretty much what we went up there for, if I'm being honest. So, sure enough, we go, and my buddies were skiers, and I was. They were snowboarders, and I wasn't. I went to party. I was like, well, there'll be a bar, and, you know, there'll be stuff. There'll be chicks, and, like, that's all I care about. I don't care about snowboarding at all. Just give me the chicks and the whiskey, and I'll be fine, right? And so we go, or whatever, and they, you know, I was kind of one of these guys. I don't do stuff I don't like doing, right? And they, you know, just kind of jawed at me, like, ah, come on, you big sissy, just do it. And so, sure enough, they take me on some beginner's hill up there, and I had no idea what I was doing. No clue whatsoever. None. And next thing I know, I started going down the hill and I wasn't falling anymore. Like, oh my God! I think I gotta it out, right? And then you go down the hill a little bit more. And then a little bit more. A little bit more. And then there's this magical moment that switches from this is so much fun. And immediately the next thought is, I have no idea how to do the next part. (laughs) And you're freaking out, going way too fast. So, sure enough, at the bottom of the hill, this guy's like there with his wife, and I just plowed straight into his wife. Right? I mean, straight into her. I feel embarrassed. Like, I'm sheepish. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, did you? Oh, my God, do you want money? Like, like, freaking out, right? We're 21, 22 years old. This dude is furious. Like, wants to punch me in my face. You could see it. Like, he started to walk towards me. Because, and I don't even think, it was just one of those things. Like, dude, you just knocked my wife down. Like, we got to fight now, right? Like, because welcome to being a husband, right? My buddy thinks he's going to make the situation worse. Like, I'd settle down, old man, he's 21, you wanted to play, dude, don't, don't, keep talking trash, he'll take her back to the cabin, plow her for real. I'm like, bro, don't. what are you doing? Don't help me. Like, don't, I don't need that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't help me. So there I am, standing at the bottom of the hill, some woman's just, like, bleeding out in the middle of the snow, and I'm just, like, sitting there embarrassed. My idiot friends are, like, telling the guy we're going to have sex with his wife. It was just, it was a miserable experience. I, I gotta be honest with you. Peak and Peak's probably great, but I have no business with it.
0: It's like memes for your ears. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online, WRQK.com. Most recently, we're telling you a story uh, out of the French Alps where a, uh, a young girl, five years old, got hit by another skier. Lost her life. They're now charging that skier with manslaughter now multiple people said to me that seems excessive um now just because you're charged for charged and convicted are two separate things right we know that right um so you know they'll probably they'll they'll be a plea deal made i would imagine you know but somebody said like look you know if it was just you being reckless that might stick that might that might stick i i think it's going to be interesting and, and you know we'll probably get more information on this case as as it continues. Um. But I would imagine. I mean, it's going to be hard to prove reckless, right? I mean, the the sport in general is a little reckless. Like it just is. Let's be honest. It's not necessarily the safest thing you can do. So like, and unless you have video, now I would imagine some of that stuff is videoed, right? Probably top of the hill, bottom, in the middle. There, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, welcome to video cameras being cheap these days. You put them on a tree or whatever, and they, you know you'd probably be good. But I uh, so that will be approving that will be interesting. That will be a little bit of a challenge. Looking ahead at tomorrow's program, I have to tell you that I saw a headline, and I have not read the article yet, and that's why we're not going to talk about it now, but I'm probably going to get into this tomorrow. The San Francisco Chronicle has an opinion article. I haven't read the whole article yet, but this is the headline. Do you want true equity, California? If you do, California should force parents To give away their children. Yep. Can't wait, man. Sometimes I sit around and go, what the hell am I going to talk about tomorrow? And then it always, without fail, you just realize, oh yeah, there's morons out there. So we'll talk about them. (laughs) That's exactly what we'll do. Teresa's making her way in and next. She's got multiple opportunities for you to rock the bank. Your next keyword that puts $1,000 in your pocket, you get it right here on Rock 106.9 at 10 a.m. If you missed any of the conversations from this morning, you can head to wrqk.com shortly, grab the podcast right there. Aside from that, done for the day, not back live again until tomorrow morning. Y'all stay safe out there, be good to one another, meet me here at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning for Thursday's program on Rock 106.9. Hope you have a decent afternoon, and I hope I get to see you around town.